in today's show. We're looking at the final week of the NBA season. It's week 24. What do we do? Well, I guess we'll find out. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com, and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here. We made it. It's the final week of the NBA season. I pity you if you are playing head-to-head at this point of the season. Now, everyone will always ask me when I tell them when I think leagues should stop. They'll ask me, when do you think? And then I'll tell them. And they go, why don't you just do this? Why do you think it should end here? Well, if you are playing through this, you understand why. The final three weeks of the NBA regular season is when teams who are out of contention for the plane, when teams have locked in their standings, they start sitting down players with fake injuries. It happens all the time. And then you're going to have your league decided by who was fastest to add Skylar Mays or Trendon Watford or bloody Shaden Sharp, or Simone Fontecchio, or Luka Sharmanich, or whatever nonsense that has no reflection on the NBA season. The last three weeks is when this stuff happens. And it just gets worse. And it is going to be a disaster week this week. What a positive way to start the show. But it's true. You just shouldn't play head-to-head fantasy basketball these weeks. It's very straightforward. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> and to start the week, we got no games on Monday. None. So we've got a seven-day week compressed into being a six-day week, meaning we've got very little streaming availability. And the streaming availability you're going to have on these high-volume days is going to be because players are injured and you're going to have to drop guys or make calls on players that we don't know that are ruled out, that we sort of know that are ruled out. Like the Pistons haven't told us jack shit about Boyan Bogdanovich, but he hasn't played in a month. We just assume that he's out. I don't think he's coming back, but no one tells us. Much like no one tells us about what's happening with the Hornets or the Pacers or the Spurs or the Jazz or anybody. So you're making these guest decisions. Now, we've guessed, I think, right on nearly all of them, as if this guy won't return this season. I think we've guessed right. Maybe maybe Markkinen. I can't remember if I said I think he's done for the year or, or whatever, but I still don't know whether he's done for the year. But um, yeah, it's a frustrating time of year. No games Monday, so we can't do anything there. And then there's 13 games Tuesday, so guess what? We can't do anything there. So what we've got is a pseudo back-to-back of Sunday, Tuesday of 13 game days. So you can't stream Sunday, you can't stream Monday, you can't stream Tuesday. Stinking. Really, really bad start to the week. There's no point wasting an ad on a Tuesday. Now, again, you might end up with three guys resting on Tuesday, opening up active roster spots. Finding that right guy is going to be hard. It's going to be important to you, but like finding this is why it's hard to plan a show in terms of how we stream for this week, because it's going to be different for everybody. The most, most people won't use anybody on Tuesday, but you might be struck with four random rests where you got to drop guys and then it opens up. And then that opens up a ton of streaming options for that day for all of the weird replacements that come in for those teams who have, you know, stopped trying to win games like Indiana and Paul. I'm going to go through all the teams that have stopped trying at this point. 
Um, the Pistons, the Hornets, the Magic haven't. They're still going. Um, I don't know why, but they are. Um, Pistons, Hornets, Pacers, Wizards to a degree as well have stopped trying. So there's four teams there. And in the West, the Rockets, they are still trying. They're playing everyone. The Spurs haven't been trying for all year. Um, the Blazers have stopped. The Jazz have stopped. So you've got seven teams that really have stopped trying. And you're going to have some other things towards the end of this week, like on the weekend, where you've got teams that are locked into their standings that are sitting guys like a Jason Tatum, a Giannis, those sort of players who might sit because they're not actually going to move anywhere. Back to the weekly schedule. 13 games Tuesday, 8 Wednesday, 5 Thursday. There's your sort of time to attack. The Wednesday, Thursday, 8 games and th- 5 games. 11 games Friday is an interesting one. Theoretically, that's not a streaming day, but it could be depending on injuries. You've got three games Saturday, which absolutely is. And then every single team plays on Sunday, which, again, might doesn't is not a streaming day because you're going to have every active roster spot filled. But you might also have five guys who are injured on that day. So it is always going to be worth, I think, holding on to ads for Sunday because once those five of your guys are ruled out, you drop them and you add somebody else in on that Sunday, who plays, who's pushed into a weird 48-minute Ray McCallum role where they're going to play every minute for a team who doesn't care about the result of this game and can put up big stats on one day. But who that player is, there's no way of me telling you that. It's impossible. We have to do that next Sunday to figure that out. Um, Games played for the week. Despite missing one day of action, we're pretty jam-packed. No two-game weeks. 20 teams play four games. 10 games play three. What we've got to look at I guess when trying to plan in advance is where the quality games sit. And there's not that many quality days this week. There's three of them. There's Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Portland, Denver, Utah, the Spurs, and the Clippers play two quality games. Now, unfortunately, having the Spurs and the Jazz there, well, maybe you could say it is fortunate, but the Spurs, we just don't know who's going to be in or out. But that might make Sandro Mamakilishvili, Kata Bates-Diop, Blake Wesley, Malachi Branham. You might be able to use them Actually, this week, we don't know what's going to happen with Vassal or Sohan or Johnson or Jones or McDermott or anybody, but or Collins. But there's some players that we know that will play. The Jazz, yeah, Sexton and Clarkson, I'm expecting to be out. I don't expect Marketing to be playing. So we're looking at Abaji, Horton Tucker, Dunn, uh, maybe Fontecchio, maybe Sharmanich, because Linux might not play either. And two quality games. Denver, have they locked up the one seed by then? Probably. Possibly. We've already seen them resting a bunch of guys. They're two games ahead of the Grizzlies at the moment. And by the time we get during the week, they might be locked into that position. And you know, Jokic might be sitting and you might be looking at streaming Reggie Jackson or you know, Bruce Brown's getting in there or it's Christian Brown getting in there or whatever else they decide to do. Peyton Watson might get some games. The Blazers have the two quality games. That's actually really good because we know that they, there's no one else they can really sit. Skylar Mays. Big Shaq Harrison. Big Shaq. Um, Shaden Sharp. I don't think Reddish is going to play. They've already waived Archie Jackano, Drew Eubanks in that mix. So a lot of interesting things there. And then the Clippers with two quality games. So Norman Powell, Bones Highland, Rob Covington, Nick Batum. Although they are very, very up and down game to game. On the bad side of this, the Hornets, the Warriors, and the Rockets don't play a quality game. So while the Rockets are still pushing, all their games this week are on the high volume days. That doesn't mean much for Shingun or Porter or maybe it does for Green um, or Smith, really, because you probably do start them. But if you were trying to stream a guy off their bench, which, again, doesn't really exist. That's not that much of a worry. The worry, I guess, is the Hornets, where, hey, do I try Dennis Smith or Teo Maladon or Sfima Hailuk? Or is it JT Thor? Is it Kai Jones? Or is it uh, Nick Richards? They don't play a quality game this week, and we don't know what they're going to do. Last game, PJ Washington left early. 
I don't know whether his season is over or not. They listed him questionable. That doesn't mean jack shit with the Hornets. That means he could be done for the year. We don't know. And if he is out, then Thor is probably going to start. And Jones is probably going to play power forward, meaning that Williams and Richards will play every game at center, which is exactly what happened yesterday. Because that was supposed to be the game that Kai Jones was out, but he played 18 minutes based on their um, rotation because Washington was gone, so they had to play Jones. So, you know, there could have been options there, but if they're playing zero quality games, do you want to rely upon Luke? Is he going to be useful to you on a 13-game day? Or McGowan's? Or Booknight, who played well last game? Really, really tough. Shit week, if you haven't gathered that already. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, but it's daily fantasy with just player projections. It's not salary caps. It's not fitting things into lineups. It's just over-under, simple as that. You look at a player's points total, they've got their assist numbers, they've got their steal numbers, whatever, and you go, I think they'll have more than that or they'll have less than that. Simple. You get two to six of those, you put them into a lineup, you can have to 25 times your entry fee back. It's so easy. You can do it in under 60 seconds, you can do it in over 30 US states, you can do it in the majority of Canadian provinces and territories. Yeah, territories as well. It's not just the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, you can do it for European basketball, for cricket, for NASCAR, for PGA, for MMA, for boxing, and of course, for disc golf. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I think one of the important things for this week in terms of streaming is you can't lock into anything because everything is going to be changing every day. There is going to be situations where Skylar Mays or they the Blazers signed someone today. His name was Jonathan Williams or something. One of the worst names of all, of all time, Jonathan. So you might have a situation where Jonathan Williams is a streaming option on a quality day, but we don't know. So many things are going to change minute by minute, day by day. So locking yourself in, like, yes, we have Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday as our streaming low volume days. That is no, no doubt about that. But it might happen on Saturday or on Friday with 11 games where you have a million guys ruled out through the rest where you can find a game with Boston, which I assume plays on that day, when Peyton Pritchard's going to start and play 35 minutes. And that would actually make him worth rostering and worth streaming in. So it is very, very difficult. And even then, like, oh, that's great. And I can plan a back-to-back. But one game might be big. One game might play zero minutes. It is a disastrous week. I would like to hold my ads and streams for the end of the week when bigger opportunities open, and I can look Thursday, Saturday as the guaranteed streaming days at least. But it's really, really tough this week. Let's look at back-to-backs. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, a lot of teams play there, tons of them. <clears throat> nearly every team. Well, not nearly every team. A lot of them do. Brooklyn, the Pelicans, the Lakers, Wizards, Bulls, Grizzlies, Hawks, Bucks, Raptors, Pistons, Celtics, Kings play Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, you've got the 13 games, and Wednesday, you've got eight. It's a lot of games, 21 games over two days. Um, Wednesday, theoretically, is a stream day, but again, Tuesday, who knows? Wednesday, Thursday, which are our two quality games in the middle of the week. No back-to-back. So you can't even benefit there. You can't even grab someone to play Wednesday, Thursday. You can't do it. It's not, you've got to waste your ad for Wednesday, then a different guy for Thursday. Um, Thursday, Friday leads into an 11-game day. There might be something there. So you look at Philadelphia, Phoenix, Miami, and, oh yeah, your Orlando Magic. Um, the Thursday, Saturday is a pseudo back-to-back, and we've got something here happening at least. Even with three games on Saturday, we've got it. Portland, the Spurs, the Jazz, and the Nuggets. The problem here is 
is we don't know who's going to play for the Spurs. But it is a great spot for Blazers, Eubanks, Watford, if he plays, which I think he will, Mays, Harrison, Sharp, obviously. Um, the Spurs, whoever's available, Bates Diop, Mamakulishvili, probably pretty good. The Jazz, Horton Tucker, great. Dunn, great. Abaji, yes. Um, who, are they even going to be playing Walker Kessler at this point? Like Sharmanich, Fontecchio, Zhujang, Azabuke. There could be some options there. And then Denver, who knows? We might be getting Reggie Jackson. We might be getting Christian Brown, Peyton Watson. But there is opportunities here. And I reckon for all of those teams, three of them because they're dreadful, one of them because they're too good, might give you some very interesting waiver stream options to get two games in. Friday, Saturday has no back-to-backs. And then Saturday, Sunday, you've got six teams, Denver, Minnesota, Portland, Utah, the Clippers, and the Spurs. But remember, Sunday is a 15-game day. So you're better off attacking the Thursday-Saturday pseudo back-to-back versus the Saturday-Sunday actual back-to-back. But again, saving some ads for the week, end of the week when random stuff really does start to hit. Usual low-volume days in terms of a streaming plan for this week. Um, the Thursday-Saturday back-to-back is the one that we really want to target. It's not a real back-to-back, but it is close enough. And just being nimble and being ready to adjust and being ready to drop. Having limited ads is going to make your moves more crucial. And I would try and leave that a little bit towards the end of the week, considering you can't do anything Monday. You can't do very much Tuesday either. So we're really looking at Wednesday on in terms of making our moves. And if you've got four ads in five days, that's why hitting that Thursday, Saturday back-to-back is more important. Add someone Wednesday, get the Thursday, Saturday back-to-back in there. And then you're going to drop multiple players on Sunday and get other guys in just to try and fill those spots with guys that miss. That's probably the way you're going to look at it, I think. Um, what you want to look at, look, if there are players who jump up into being top 60, top 70 players because of absences of in- and injuries, you can try and use those guys even on the high volume days. It's it's what we always talk about is, hey, is upgrading this guy, your worst player on a high volume day, is upgrading him from, is it worth, what, 10% more production? But in this case, if you're able to get a top 60 player, it might be a 30%, 40% increase in production. Plus, if you've got injured players on those high volume days, that gives you something as a boost over zero, and you're going to have multiple guys sit. As weird as it's going to be with so many high volume days this week, you're going to have days where you don't have enough ads to replace the guys that are hurt or the guys that are sitting or whatever's going on. It's a bad week. God, I cannot, I cannot wait, but I also do not want to do it. Today's episode is also brought to you by the legends over at Built Bar. Built Bar has you know, March Madness still going on apparently, but that's fine. March is over. April is here. I hope you guys went and voted for your favorite Built Bar flavor because you're going to get win a chance. Well, you're going to get a chance by having voted to win those free boxes. But let's forget about that. Forget about this ad copy, which is out of date. I'm just going to riff. I'm going to ad lib on Built Bar because it is the best tasting protein bar ever. We've had plenty of stories about having Built Bar and giving it to people for Thanksgiving dinner. We have a giver for Valentine's Day. Have the gift of Built, the best tasting protein bar in the world. Instead of a snack chocolate, who wants that? That's just going to make people fat. We don't want that. We want something that's healthy, but also delicious with rotating flavors, the old classics like cookies and cream in there as well. Whether you're throwing around steel or throwing around whatever else it is you throw around, Built Bar is the perfect protein bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's high in protein, it's low in calories, and it's low in fat. So you can go to builtmarchmadness.com. That website probably still exists, but we don't care because March is over. Let's go to built.com. Let's find our Built Bars that we want. Let's load them up. Let's order them. Or remember, we can just waltz into Walmart. And there they are on the shelf. Go get your Built Bars. You won't regret it. Built Bar is 
built different. Look at some front and back loading situations. Yeah. Um, to start the week, teams either play one or two games between Monday, Thursday, no games Monday. So there's no massive advantage here. The end of the week, everyone plays every three or two games. No huge advantage. The three games is important, but of course that three games involves playing on a 15 game Sunday. So we've got Portland, Utah, Philadelphia, Denver, the Spurs, the Suns, the Heat, and the Magic play three games. They play three games in four nights to end the week. Cool. That's sick. Awesome. But is it actually important? All it's going to be about is adjusting during the week to see who is in, who is out. There is only one team that has a three-day break this week, and that is the Timberwolves, which makes the Timberwolves very, very difficult to roster. Their three-day break comes... After they, they don't play Monday, obviously, they don't play, or they play on Tuesday where there are 13 games on, and then there's no game for them Wednesday, no game for them Thursday, no game for them Friday. Three of probably the most streamable days. They do play Saturday and Sunday. They play Saturday with the three games on, that's cool. But if you have a fringe Timberwolf player, well, it would have been probably Nas Reed, but he's injured, of course. If you have maybe a Kyle Anderson, if you have even a Jaden McDaniels, is he going to start for you on Tuesday? Because if he's not, holding him on your team, waiting until Saturday, Monday, oh, not Monday, let's not count that, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four days with maybe no action when you could get someone in for Wednesday, Thursday, and perhaps Friday with 11 games on, that's probably not worth it. Kyle Anderson, the same thing. We love what Kyle Anderson does, but is it worth it? You, you look at that because you, if you can use his spot and you've got more ads and you can get someone in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, well, the value there is in the volume pretty clearly. And yes, you could play Anderson on the Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back. No problem with that. But the other guy that you use on the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they'll whoever that is, like the multiple players you use, whoever that guy is that you retain will also play on Sunday. And are they worth, is the upgrade for Anderson to them or McDaniels to them on a Sunday worth missing out on using that spot for three extra games during the week? Probably not. Probably not. So that's the one team that's got a big break during the week. In terms of weekly leagues, it's really, really going to be tough. I'm still attacking these Wizards players. Dan Gafford, Delon Wright, no Beal, no Kuzma. Maybe not Porzingis. He's ruled out again with this illness. That's a little bit of a worry. Um, Xavier Tillman, I think, is a pretty good ad. Marvin Bagley, Drew Eubanks, Denny Avdia. Taylor Horton, Tucker, and Killian Hayes. I don't think many of those guys are at risk of sitting. So therefore, I think they're you know, available in 50% plus of leagues and worth adding for the week. In terms of guys to sit, you know, I wouldn't be bothered starting Christian Wood with only three games, Rowan Barrett with only three, Timmy Hardaway, Bones Highland, Mason Plumley, low volume games, only three of them. And you know, if he rolls, uh, Lou Dort, Mark Williams, I just don't know. Is, is he going to play every game? Are they going to revert back to the two games on, one game off? That, to me, depends entirely on what happens with P.J. Washington, but he might not be worth the start. And then Buddy Heald, returned last game, played 24 minutes. 24 minutes of Bud Heald in three games probably isn't enough for me to want to start him. In points leagues, some guys we can add. These guys are available in 40% plus of leagues. Bagley, Avdia, Horton Tucker. Shaden Sharp's still available in some leagues. So, look, if he's in yours, you go and add him. Uh, Xavier T. Ilman, Drew Eubanks, Killian Hayes, and Danny Gafford. And then for sits, it's a lot of the, a lot of similar names. Yeah, I wouldn't be bothered starting a Tyus Jones this week, for example. Quentin Grimes, if it's a Zubats, three games for him. Mark Williams, Rob Williams, who probably, they've got a back-to-back this week, so he probably sits one of those. Um, Karis Levert, Tim Hardaway, Bones Highland. Yeah, not, not great options, but again, it's just a weird, a weird, weird week to end this regular season. And that 
is the last weekly preview show for the season. Also still coming this week, although there will be a, a change in things. There are things that aren't as important for me to do this week. So the actual volume of shows will probably decrease a little bit this week. We'll still have all of the information you need, but there's no, I mean, there's going to be no buy low, sell high show or over underperforming show. There probably won't be um, specific uh, waiver wire shows because we're not talking rest of season. It's all about short-term streaming. So we'll just focus more on those shows for the week. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.